0: I'm going to go ahead and hit the record button. Okay. Anytime you're ready for your station ID of DrexelSeymour.com, go. Okay. Hey, this is Drexwell Seymour from www.DrexelSeymour.com. And I'm here with Mr. Jeffrey Smith of Roomware Podcasting. Perfect. I love it. Good job, yeah. sir.
1: All right. <laughs> All right. right.
0: All right. First try. So good job. Okay. I'm going to hit stop and I'll be right back. Tanya Cole Lesnick, thank you so thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Vair and welcome to the show. How's it going?
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's going well. I'm sort of excited to see what unfolds. Yeah, and I'm in New York. It's freezing cold here right oh, now. Oh wow! Yeah. But okay. Went on a hike this morning, so I'm feeling very sort of ready for what's next.
0: That's great. Hiking and walking is the best way to wake up.
1: Yeah. So good.
0: I went for a walk this morning and it was cold here in Vegas. Um, And I have this walk that I do and I go up this hill and then I come home and then I have coffee and I'm awake. Yeah. Except for the antihistamine, I was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So thanks for sharing and thanks for being here. So you are at clearenergeticclutter.com. So talk a little bit about what you're most excited about in your business over there today.
1: Yeah, the thing I'm most excited about today is I'm preparing for this amazing deep reset retreat with a colleague of mine who is another great therapist and coach. And we take women through a transformational weekend in Cold Spring, New York, where we clear limiting beliefs and different things that are in the way for people so that they can really focus on what they want to focus. So it's a real reset and it's going to be a beautiful setting and whatever I heard about crackling together. fires.
0: I love crackling yes. fires. Yes.
1: Yes. I <laughs> do as well. Yeah.
0: Uh, so. Every, every retreat should have a, a sauna, uh, maybe, a, some sort of hot bath and a crackling fire, that would be my retreat place. <laughs> uh, yes. There's a place in, in California, Northern California called Harbin Hot Springs, one of my favorite places ever. Mm. And they do retreats up there and there it's amazing. So uh, yeah. read the read the headlines first because it's a clothing optional situation.
1: <laughs> oh really? Oh my yes. Gosh.
0: Yes, funny. it's so West Coast. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was about to say that sounds amazing. I'm like
0: mm, mm, sorry, a little I don't scary. Know. Yeah, I've done it. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah they yeah. they. It's all very much like uh, uh I don't know how you say. It. It's like spiritual. I guess is the best mm-hmm. word, right? So yeah. when you're when you're in the clothing optional areas, you're not allowed to like approach people, right? And you uh-huh. and you shouldn't talk, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? So if you if you all interactions are silent, which is really great, you know, because it yeah. sort of like takes away all that you know high school gym stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hmm yeah yeah and it's just right. okay
0: here we are we're humans you know yep. okay, yeah okay so uh you are let's see let's go back in time because this is vroom vroom fear right so we have yes. to go back in time let's and talk about it. your story so where did you grow up
1: i grew up in a, a place called chevy chase maryland oh i love chevy
0: chase with- maryland oh that's great <laughs>
1: Just outside of Washington, D.C., and I I know when I first went to college, people didn't believe that it was really a place, but it was in (laughs) fact a place. So um, just very suburban, and a lot of people worked in D.C., a lot of government people lived in that area. Right, right, right.
0: A lot of people in the... Whenever I go to the D.C. area, I just think everybody works at the Pentagon. They don't. But most, uh, do. but most of them right. do. Most of them do.
1: They go there anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So okay. It, it was a nice place to grow up. Yeah. Mm.
0: So what was uh, what were what were you doing like as a kid for fun? Were you like running around in the woods, or were you more yeah. urban or suburban or? What was it like? You
1: know, I I long for this kind of experience still, just in our world, but I just remember very much riding around on my bicycle with other kids from the neighborhood going... Up and down people's driveways that had hmm. that little dip and
0: Okay. Um, I did that. <laughs>
1: playing, yeah. We played lots of d- different like Red Rover games. Ah yeah.
0: Like kick the can. A lot
1: of, yeah, we did a lot of <laughs> playing with other kids in the neighborhood when I was younger yeah, me too. and that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then as I got older, um I was pretty good in sports as a kid. So oh, nice. Okay. I so you were like, the
0: jock athlete type.
1: I was. So I did, uh, played soccer and ran track as I got older. So those were my sports. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So me, not so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, now, not so much. I mean, I do the hiking, but I, yeah, but I'm less uh, into sports than I was when I was a kid. I kind of miss that.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it does, it's weird how much like what you choose to do sort of like sets you up. It sort of like makes like a, a big chunk of your personality easier, right? It's sort of, mm-hmm. sort of like it's your kid job. Okay.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But it's interesting too when right. some of that is like such a part of your younger years and right. then not so much a part of yeah. your older years. And, and right. you know, I've always done some kind of movement, but team sports is a whole different kind of a commitment as an adult than it is when you're a kid. Yeah. 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 And it's doable, but it's just, it's more difficult when you have like
0: all the uh, grown-up things going on. I get it. It's so much easier to just do the thing. You know, I'm just going to go walk now. Right. Right. (laughs) You don't need it. I kind of like, I need to get over that. That's probably a thing that I need to work on is like, I I don't know where some, some, sometime in my childhood, I got sort of like turned off by like clubs and groups and things like that. It's like, I don't want to do that. Right. And I still have that. I'm like, every time I show up to a thing, I'm like, it's like this, (laughs) it's like Boy Scouts all over again. I don't want to do that. This is not fun. Right. Right. But it can be, it can, you know, some groups can be really fun. You know, yeah. I, I really like, like I said, you know, small groups and chatting and maybe getting drunk or not.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, uh, what were you? You already said what you were like in high school. So the jock. Yeah. So I, yeah. I did, a,
1: and and I was good in school for right. a long time. I mean, honestly, I was good in school probably until the whole getting interested in boys thing sure. started yeah, to yeah. overshadow. That is like a huge veer
0: for everybody, right? Yeah. It's like suddenly, <laughs> for me, that was like going from eighth grade to ninth grade.
1: Mm, like
0: yeah. I, I suddenly thought, oh my goodness. Girls might be interesting, right? Yeah, Yeah, up until then, it it was like not right, and now they are right. Yeah, it's like this switch flipped, right? Yeah, and I wanted to go get a haircut and clothes,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, right. I used to always reinvent myself, it was very distracting for me, like, I had a real hard time balancing out. All the different nuances of the social hierarchies, and yeah, yeah, having crushes and all of that became sort of tricky for me to manage, and my grades suffered from it. I was really—I mean, that I was okay, but right. I was not you went that, from, that like, focused. A, right, right, right. Um,
0: ah. see, yeah. I think my whole high school, actually, my whole school career, I had this sort of like, well, I can do, you know, very base level effort and get a B plus or an A minus, that's good enough for me, right? I didn't have any sort of external academic pressure anywhere.
1: Uh I had
0: friends that were smart. Does that make Uh sense? And that meant I wanted to hang out with them. So that I think in seventh grade, we had this sort of like graduated, like, this is the smart kid for math group, right? Uh And my two buddies were in it and I wasn't. So uh-huh. that made me want to get in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> does, that, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. 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 And the teacher yeah. saw that and he was like, oh yeah, well, Jeff and, and Randy and Scott, they should all be in the same group, even though Jeff doesn't really belong there. I'm going to put them back in there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that was nice. Yeah. You know, I didn't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. By association, you, you kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and <laughs> it, I, I, thankfully it, it was towards the end of the year. So I didn't have to do a lot of the hard math. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You wanted to be there, but, but to not I actually. I didn't do really the work, want to do but, the work. No.
0: But I did yeah, it. I did it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about what uh what you did when you went to college. So you studied something other than psychology to begin yeah, with. Right.
1: I kind of had a roundabout journey because I first thought I was gonna be an architect. Oh and okay. then realized I wasn't gonna do that. And then I transferred to a design school. Not really sure what I was going to do, but, oh, actually, I think I wanted to be in fashion. That's right. Okay. I wanted to be in fashion. All right. And then I went to Parsons School of Design in New York City, and they have this foundation year where you get a little bit of all the different things that they teach. So you can really get some clarity about what you want. And I switched gears again and decided, oh, I want to be a graphic designer. Okay. Which was such a different time because this is right. It was right on the cusp of when computers were just starting to come out. Right after I graduated, so my whole major would have been completely different had I been four years later. But <clears throat> um, so I did that. I became a graphic designer. Okay, I worked. That's cool for- though because
0: you actually get a job when you finish.
1: That's right. You, you have yeah. a trade,
0: like immediately. Yes. You know, yeah. You've got yeah. samples. You've done work. You probably yeah. did like uh, interns and stuff, internships, mm-hmm. right?
1: Uh, did I have internships? I th- th- it wasn't official through school, but okay. over the summers I did get jobs in the design field. See, and
0: yeah. I got Perfect.
1: hired at uh, Food and Wine magazine.
0: Wow, right of, that's awesome. <laughs> back
1: in the day, I don't even know if it still exists. <laughs> probably <but> not. <laughs> I know magazines are really not what they were, but, um, I did that right out of college and enjoyed that job for about five years or so. So, yeah.
0: So about what time then did you sort of like, I think you said you were in your twenties, right? Mm -hmm. When you sort of like started wanting, so let's get into that story. Like, what is the story that led you into therapy to begin with?
1: Yeah. So the story was that I was struggling to have a long term love relationship. I really longed to have a long term boyfriend. I wanted to get married someday. I wanted to have children. And I was only having these very short lived relationships. um, And I was frustrated about that. I didn't understand what was in the way for me. And for a while, I did not think therapy was an option because I felt a lot of stigma and um, I didn't feel like my problems were legit enough to right. be somebody pursuing therapy. So mm-hmm. I just didn't really know what to do. And with a little time, I started to embrace that idea a little bit more, got some names and decided to go to therapy Um and I got connected to this wonderful therapist named Bonnie, and that was right away an amazing experience. I went in; she was interested in my story. I went into the situation thinking <clears throat> maybe there's something unlovable about me. I mean, that was yeah, my answer that's yeah, my, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's almost and, like a universal. It's like, and I went through that too. It's yeah. like there's something wrong with me, right? right. Like, and it's right. and it's like this. It's in permanent marker and it's not going to come out, right?
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It's just that, a that's fact.
0: A, it's a fact that I yeah. am some somehow broken, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: i I went into that experience feeling a lot of shame, feeling a lot of worth issues, and um, but when I went into from like even the first minute, just feeling held like she was able to hold space for me and to let me tell my story. And I did not feel judged by her. I felt understood, seen, and that was incredibly healing from the first moments with her. And then very early on, she suggested that I add group therapy to the mix and she did both. She, um, worked with me individually, but also ran the group. And the thought of it really terrified me. Of course. I was not ready. <clears throat> you're not to, in a bar.
0: You're not drinking. And these aren't right. strangers.
1: <laughs> <That's> right. Right. <laughs> right. Although they were strangers at first. And so oh, when gotcha. I was thinking of going into a group situation, I was thinking of revealing sort of my innermost stuff to people I didn't know and didn't know if I would feel safe with and all of that. But I was starting to really build trust with my therapist and, Um, She really thought it would be helpful, and I was kind of intrigued, too. Like, the thought of it was kind of interesting to me, too, even though it scared me. So I decided to do it, Mm. and it, it was in, I think, the combination of being in this group therapy situation and then being able to process what came up for me, sometimes within the group and sometimes separately, just to learn from it and grow from it. That changed my life. It was mostly, I think, some of the messages that I got were. So like I said, (laughs) I went into the situation feeling very unlovable, feeling flawed, and then went into a situation where other people are sharing some of their own insecurities. And I can see them. Being amazing people, like I admired them. I could see sort of like this full version of what they put out there, what they shared with us. And I could see that their insecurities were not real. Like, Mm. sure, they felt them, but like their worries of their own uh, worthiness, I could see how worthy they were. So it helped me question my own insecurities. Yeah, yeah. it's that mirroring sort
0: of... Yeah. Yeah,
1: You see yourself
0: in them and then, yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And starting to realize that the things that I thought were flawed and unlovable about me were really just part of the human condition. Right. And it helped me start to connect to myself differently. Right. And um, as I was continuing through that journey and starting to learn about myself and grow, my life started to shift outside of group as well. Like I started to share a little bit more, take Mm. some more chances within group, but then outside of group, I was more genuine and real and present out there. Because in the past... I was so afraid of being seen as flawed. I was very busy curating how I was going to show up for other people. Right. So I was assessing everything that came out of my mouth. You're you're using all
0: of your brain power.
1: That's right. Right. That's to right. keep up
0: this facade almost, right?
1: That's right. right. Yeah.
0: This, the, I, I, you're really working on your mask, right? This perfect. Totally. This perfect. Yeah. Oh, I'm awesome. <laughs> that's right. And I have totally. all my shit together. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That's right. And that is, so, that's
0: exhausting.
1: It is. It, it is. Yes. Yeah. Energetically it's hard. Yes. And then people don't connect to me because I'm not even really there. So. Right to to be able to just trust that I can be that I can unfold that I can just say what does come for me that I can take some more chances impacted certainly the way that I showed up but then I started to receive more like people were gravitating towards me in a way they never had before and right. i felt like people were interested in me in the way that they never right. had before yeah and and during this time continuing to explore meeting potential partners i did actually meet who became my the person who became my husband very early on so you know i'm in this group situation growing evolving I'm saying very early on. I'm not even sure how long into it. I Can't quite <laughs> right. remember.
0: It's, about, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, and and so he and I connected, and and there were other people I was dating initially just to try and see. And my whole understanding too of me finding a partner shifted because I went into the situation when I was struggling to meet somebody. Hoping that they would like me and trying to curate the version of me that I thought would be the most likable.
0: Yeah, yeah, and right.
1: As that switched and I became much more genuine and present and confident, I was no longer wondering if they were. I mean, sure, of course, I want them to like me if I like them. But the first question was, do i like them like which wasn't even something that i explored a right. whole lot because i was <laughs> so busy right. hoping they would like me right right yeah. right
0: right like how how can i be more pretty or how can i be mm-hmm. more whatever insert yeah. whatever here yeah. right and yeah. then right it's right. always that that little formula of if if only i did x then then yeah. they would love me forever which yeah. is yeah right yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it's, it's so, a
0: complete shift
1: Totally. And so showing up in this way of like, huh, do I think this person might be a good fit for me? So mm. anyway, during that time I did meet the person who became my husband and he and I just celebrated our thirtieth wedding anniversary. Congratulations. In September. Way to Thank go. You. Yeah. yeah.
0: My wife yeah. and I just hit thirty this year too.
1: Woo. Woo.
0: Nineteen ninety-three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we were 92. September. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, congrats, though.
1: That's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. It is the best. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have a story, too. Well, uh, no, that we went out and got stuck in traffic. That was our, our anniversary adventure. <laughs>
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, so mean my, celebrating the anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so like
0: my, yes. My oh, wife wow. wanted the the event to happen on the day, so she went and booked a, a what is it? It was one of those new circ shows, and, on the strip here in Vegas it's called oh. Mad Apple. It just turned out that neither one of us realized where New York, New York was and it and it happens to be right next to where the hockey game is. So it oh. was a traffic nightmare and we both hate yeah. traffic nightmares. But yes. it you know, we're committed. You know, we're in it. So we just yeah. had to smile, laugh and and try to get through it and it was amazing. We were a little oh. bit it was the whole craziness getting to the show was better than the show. And? <laughs>
1: Thing. And even though that was not what you wanted, but yeah. I love that when yeah. it turns out being sort of a moment of connection or whatever yeah. it ends up being. Yeah, we yeah. Uh,
0: we parked in a place we'd never parked before, and then we ended up getting lost, and we we're in the um, MGM Park employee area, and hmm. and they were yelling at us to leave. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. Where do
0: yeah. we go to get to the street? Don't yeah. care. Just get out of here the way you came. I know. It was oh awesome. My God. And then we wow. get back to where we started and there's a big sign. No entry. Employees only. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that uh-huh. was my fault then. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. Oh, wow. <well. laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Hilarious though, yeah. but what a great memory. Okay. Yeah. So I had some questions because I mm-hmm. watched that video on your webpage.
1: Ah, yeah. Thank you. So,
0: and, and so like you didn't, you said kind of like glossy over. So if you don't want to share this, feel free not to. But so as soon as you sat down and, and, you, and you didn't want to talk, right? Mm. And somebody, a man in group said, I felt your neediness when you walked in the room like right away. Now, yeah. so that's pretty like in your face and hard to hear. <laughs> so how did, how did you take that? In that moment, like, was that something that you were ready to hear? Or did that? Did you put up a whole bunch of walls? What? What was that like?
1: Yeah. So that was actually the second group session. So the first one, my the therapist did not introduce me, I felt it wasn't that I didn't want to speak, but I felt so shy. And I also thought she would introduce me. So I was shocked. That she didn't introduce me, right? And um, as the group, and they all knew each other because they had been in group together for a while. And the way so you're the new person,
0: and you're the outsider, right? Yeah.
1: So that was the first one, and I didn't get into my story at all the first time. So then the second time, I get into my story. I am explaining to the group why I came to group. I'm being vulnerable. I'm sharing this part about. Um, can't
0: get into you know, a long-term I, relationship. Yeah. Right. that
1: I wanted that, but I did not want to reveal the part that I worried maybe I was unlovable. <laughs> that was something okay I didn't want to lead with that because I was new to group. I, I, that whole idea scared me because I really thought it was true still right, at that Right, 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 right. So the one that you're referring to, yes, which is in the documentary on my website, um, which was this guy saying he could spot my neediness immediately. And that floored me because I thought I was hiding that. And when he said that, I felt mortified really. And there was, I had this urge to like get up and run out of the room because I was huh. so uncomfortable sure. that I thought, Oh my God, I i, I got to get out of like, here. Yeah. I got to get out of here.
0: Immediately wanted to escape. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's about and, what I think I, I can, I can, yeah, I can yep. relate. Yes. Your first, so 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 like fight or flight,
1: flight. That's right. That's right. And I didn't, I mean, maybe partly because the shame of getting up and leaving would have been too big also. So I wouldn't have had the relief, maybe a momentary relief of getting out of there, but then I'd have to deal with the fact that I ran out of a room without talking about it, whatever. So I kind of like sat with the discomfort and was felt like his comment meant that he could see I was unlovable and that he was calling it out so everybody else in the group could now see that I was unlovable. Mm. And what it did for me is it brought it to such a, an honest place kind of before I was ready for it, but whatever, I was there. <laughs>
0: right, so, right, right.
1: Yeah. yeah. So You're never promise.
0: ready. You, you, uh, you know, yeah. you, you, there's no gentle way to get that message.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. And I think to even be vulnerable, because I right. think I talk about my own, like many, many, many years later, still, like when I'm vulnerable, like anybody, right? It's mm. still hard. It is. It's vulnerable. So, right. So that was a very difficult moment, but it was a pivotal moment because I think being able to survive that, to have that truth be talked about and not, and realize it didn't make it true. Right? Like the fact that he Hmm. spotted my neediness, I mean, that part was true. Right. But it didn't mean I was a bad person. It didn't mean I was unlovable. Didn't mean you were permanently
0: broken or anything other than human, basically.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I think it was that even to realize oh, being needy didn't mean I was terrible. It just meant that. Or bad, or it's your
0: fault, or blame, or shame. Right. Right. Right.
1: Right. And then starting to call it out within myself and in my own process and to really own, well, I do want a relationship and that's okay. Because I think I always felt like I kind of had to backhandedly sort of want this relationship just sort of, I couldn't want it too much. If I hmm. wanted it too much, that would be too needy. So I ah, think, it, interesting. you know, it's okay. like, it was part of my whole crafting to not appear needy. So anyway, <laughs> okay. that was just a very... Difficult moment, but it definitely, I think, led to some growth that led to my life changing. So,
0: right, right. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So, like, the first thing I thought was, "Ouch." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ouch. But like, mm-hmm. when I uh, I did massage school, right? So there yeah. was a rule in massage school was uh, they had the uh, feedback sandwich rule. Mm-hmm. So you have to say like a good thing, a bad thing, yeah. a good thing, right? So you have yeah. to say, you're awesome, you're needy, you're awesome. something right, like that. Right, right. He didn't do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. So I was yeah, like, ooh, yeah. ow, yeah. right in the yeah. nose. Ouch. Painful.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: But, you know, you don't, I, I, I would imagine you don't even in, at that moment, even you didn't know that that neediness in you was leaking out, right that's right, right, so that's yeah, just having that information is powerful, yes. obviously, in the moment, horrible, but yes. you can take it and you know do with it what you will, but you know, at least now you mm-hmm. have something to talk about,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think it right. Like I did not realize that was visible. I did right. not realize that was leaking out. And right. so him calling it helped me tolerate that um, the hiding or or maybe not tolerate even just know that the hiding it wasn't even working. Right. So what's the point <laughs> right. of doing it anyway? Yeah.
0: All of that yeah. effort. Right. And yeah. all of that energy that you're putting into the mask right. isn't working. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> That is a wake up call. So whether you're needy or not, whether whether you take that or not, at least you can go, well, at least I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. a bit of a relief, right? Yeah, if, for sure. Whether or not for you, sure. yeah, you, you, whether or not that turns out to be true, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Did you decide maybe you were being needy? Doesn't really matter. It gives yeah. you something to work on. Right, yeah. and then you can get a little bit deeper in your own, you know, self talk and That's right. more therapy. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. I mean, I think it led to me not seeing that as such a. I, I didn't pathologize it anymore. Right, like a, Right, yeah. right,
0: right, right. Yes, which uh, that we could go on forever. That is another <laughs> show. <laughs> but we all do that, right? Yeah, it's like these yeah. these permanent marker sc- uh, things that you just. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite lines ever, right, is uh, from The Matrix, right? Remember that mm-hmm. when uh, the Agent Smith had Neo in, in the interrogations scene? I did not
1: watch that movie. You've it's never said, okay, my, yeah, so there you yeah, go. It's not I your thing. I heard the line. But yeah. No, no, going. it's just
0: like, he's like, now we've got you, right? The agents have got uh, you. And Neo, and they're in The Matrix. This is before uh-huh. he wakes up in the vat of goo. So N- Neo hasn't had his wake up moment yet. Right. Mm. So he's still in the matrix. He still thinks everything is real in this in this game that they're in, really. And the agent has just caught him, right? And they're they're interrogating him and they've got this big thick file. Right. And it's Uh like you've been like a working very hard, you know, <laughs> in, this, in his agent voice, right? And he's like, we're willing to wipe this slate clean <laughs> <laughs> if you just tell on your contact, right, who is uh, the other character, right? Uh-huh. And he, and, you know, of course Neo has his moment of flipping him off and the movie goes on and it gets crazy. But that whole, that, that, we're willing to wipe the slate clean. Yeah. Everybody wants that, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. wants to wipe the slate clean. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. We really can't
0: wipe the slate clean, can we? Yeah.
1: We cannot. Because <laughs> we're yeah. always human, right? Yeah. 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 And anyway. then it always becomes a part of, I'm just thinking of the nervous system is sort of like the version of wiping the slate clean. This idea of like, can't I just be okay with everything? But yeah, <laughs> yes. it's like, our nervous system incorporates every experience we've ever had.
0: You right. Know? Yeah. And you're always going to wake up and still be human. And you're going to have. That's ha- right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. So, okay. Before we get too deep into the matrix here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's, let's stay on track because there's things I want to get to. Uh, so let's see here. Let's talk about finding meaning in your life. And if that, like, how did that become like, a? because I think we all struggle with this. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, putting a nice little fine point on it, uh, seems like counterproductive to me, you know, like I, yeah, I think if you believe in God or a higher power, Mm -hmm. that that's what gives my life meaning. Even Mm -hmm. if I don't necessarily know what my job is, Mm -hmm. it's almost like, Waking up and doing my best, it's never going to be perfect, Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but like,
0: I want to do my best. And that being me is sort of like what God wants me to do, if that makes any yeah. sort of sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right. Like,
0: and be more me, be more authentic and and try mm-hmm. to always be better a little bit that day as much as yeah. I can. Yeah. So what is yeah. it? What does it look like for you?
1: Um for me, it is trusting something very similar, like about what's inside of me matters and to keep connecting to that and learning from that. What's coming up for me? What What are you
0: feeling in your body? Right. Yeah. What are you
1: feeling? What am I feeling in my body? What has a resonance for me? Okay. What sparks a little bit of fun? What, you know, just where am I always checking back? Like, how's that landing for you? Mm. What's Mm. working for you? Does that work for you? And I think what happens to so many of us is that there are certain limiting beliefs that we all incorporate from whatever families we grew up in. And certainly our cultures have certain messaging that we Mm. celebrate in our culture. For me being productive was a big message that I got that and, um, and also, um, don't rock the boat and people pleasing tendencies. Yes. So those people pleasing tendencies and this idea of being productive at all times, those messages guided me for a while. Where mm. I was getting depleted because I was so focused on being productive that I was not really paying attention to energy my levels need for rest right, and right. energy levels and all of self care.
0: Yeah, yeah, That's for right. sure.
1: And also people pleasing, where I'm finding myself being accommodating to other people or making plans because they matter to other people without checking in with myself about what mattered.
0: Mm, Right.
1: And then as I know for myself and, and other people that I help do this for their lives is starting to realize, Oh, wait a minute. What do you want? And the group experience Mm. that I had really helped me start to ask those questions. Right. What do you want? What's coming up for you and learning from those, just reactions to things, and then taking mm. incorporating that information as I make choices moving forward. Um, so things like recognizing, oh, wait a minute, I have this idea that I have to scramble so much that I'm not happy. I'm not enjoying the journey. I need to rest. I need to slow down. I need to connect to other things and not just work-related or productivity-related things, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And, Nobody
0: has on their gravestone, like, I wish I would have worked more right
1: yeah
0: yeah right <laughs> nobody you know yeah. it's like you know yeah. it's not that that's not what it's about like can mm-hmm. i write 10 more books before i die mm, you probably could yeah
1: right <laughs> but is yeah. is
0: that necessary is this yeah. trip really necessary right
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you can so, get so
0: much more done too. I think I had a couple comments because uh, mm-hmm. I I was chronically people pleasing, probably mm-hmm. still do. I think mm-hmm. that's one of those things that you just have to keep checking in on all the that's time. That's right. That's right. But being more honest and being more um, authentic, right, with everybody mm-hmm. as much as mm-hmm. you can, um, mm-hmm. that is like it's transformational in and of itself. Like yeah. when you start doing that. The, mm-hmm. it, it's like this, It you become instantly rejecting, you're like mm-hmm. turning, shutting off, just cutting off like a lot of people, right? Yeah. Because a lot of people just, oh, okay, that guy's just saying what he thinks. <laughs> mm-hmm. They turn around and go the other way, right? Immediately. Mm-hmm. And it also attracts the people that you actually are doing the same thing, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, this guy is being that, real.
1: Yeah, <laughs> He's being yeah. authentic. He doesn't even want any of my money. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and what I would say about that is often it's a journey to get to that place Totally, you even yes. know what it means to be authentic. You even know what you want to say yes to or what you want to say no yes. to. Sometimes right. we're on such automatic pilot right. of sort of moving forward right. and then depleted from that experience right. that we're not connected to our intuition. We're not connected to what brings us meaning. We don't know. And so it's yeah. First, recognizing where we're getting depleted and quieting that down. right, And then learning how to connect to ourselves a little bit so that we can learn about what we do, what want, do you want and right. what we don't want. <laughs> right, And then being able to start being more honest about right. either saying the yeses, saying the noes, setting yeah. boundaries.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kind of right. Um, yeah, I learned all about like... Um, a lot of this stuff, again when I was doing like massage school, which is weird mm-hmm. like <laughs> I thought I would learn about it in like uh, doing the bachelor's degree in psychology, not so much. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. in massage school you're doing a lot of that um, tuning into your body mm-hmm. and just and it's not even like the therapy version. it's just like learning about like, oh okay, these emotions have mm-hmm. like a felt sense. In, mm-hmm. in your body, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And knowing, oh, there's pain there. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, oh, uh, what was it? This, I, I heard this on another podcast learning what a full body yes feels mm-hmm. like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, That's oh, right. so like most of the knowledge that you need is in your body, right? Mm-hmm. Is like when you feel turned on, lit up by whatever, like an idea yep. or like a little like, piece of art or whatever it is. Right. And you Mm -hmm. feel like, that's a whole
1: body. Yes. I need to move towards that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. And I think also we can get dysregulated, you know, so if, if we are not paying attention to what we need, our energy levels, uh, replenishing ourselves, right setting boundaries that we need to keep ourselves safe or, and I don't necessarily mean in the ultimate safety, but of course that's a top priority, but even like not exposing ourselves to toxic energy of people that we allow into our lives and maybe making different choices about that. So knowing that what can be dysregulating for us and what do we need to regulate ourselves? Because Mm. all of the things like a full body, yes, Again, we don't have access to it if we're dysregulated. We're, right. we're no. not able to process no. things right. in a way that honors ourselves at all because we're in a different state. So totally. to know that stuff, yeah.
0: Let's talk about the uh, being good or doing what we should be doing versus yeah. like the boundaries and the needs, wants, energy levels. Because I yeah. think we all get stuck there. And the shoulds.
1: For (laughs) sure. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the whole people pleasing thing. Right. And not to overly gender it too, but I think there is something about being a good girl or being Mm. sort of an ideal mother that might be a little bit more pronounced for women. Totally. No, for real. Yeah. 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 I think
0: you're right. The the traditional like roles for women are a lot more, um, I don't know. How how would you say it? Like, there's more baggage, right? Like, if you're not doing the role, like...
1: Right, like
0: the book says or something. I don't even know, right? There's no book, but everybody knows what a good girl is supposed to be, right? Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think there's been value placed on that for women and girls and women. If you're good, if you're accommodating, if you follow the rules, if you're obedient, if you're those kind of things, then okay, then you're showing up in the way our culture is sort of supporting. And I'm saying our culture, but of course there's lots of different cultures that have similar messages. about that for girls and women. Right. Uh, And I know that men and other genders have their own set of pressures that maybe are a little bit different but still have some complicated expectations. So... Mm. I think I work with men and women, but I, um, mostly with women. And I think this whole good girl syndrome are trying to be sort of this amazing mother. How does she do it all? Like (laughs) that is the kind of thing, (laughs) right? The biggest compliment that we have given women or mothers over the years has been, Oh, she's so selfless. Right. What a horrible compliment. I know. I know know? (laughs) it is.
0: You're right. you're and, right. and we
1: still get caught in it. Oh, there yeah. still is this idea of like, she's amazing. She does it all. Right. That's such a huge it's part exhausting. of what I, it, it totally is exhausting <laughs> and depleting. Just thinking
0: about it makes me want to take a nap. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right.
1: And, and so what I do a lot of is helping people to catch the their own messaging because mm. we all have our own versions from the families that we grew up in or other experiences that we've had or the cultures that we grew up in and then help people identify what was messaging that has nothing to do with each person. Mm. And then what do you see is true? What do you believe in that kind of thing and helping them catch it. This stuff is really entrenched. It is. And so it's very easy to in intellectually yeah. get it all right. Like I get it all, but then emotionally as you're living through your life still struggle to not follow through with the things that you know get like celebrated in our culture mm. and to interrupt some of that automatic pilot going towards taking care of everybody. Aren't you amazing? Yeah.
0: The, the, the thing about like the women roles, the, the mm-hmm. traditional female roles for women and girls is yeah. when you really look at them, they're impossible.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Right. <laughs> they are. I mean, okay. Yeah. Now you have to go work. Now you have to have an amazing career. You have right. to look amazing all the time, right? Yes. You, you yes. can never be tired. Um, oh, what else do you have to do? You have to be a wonderful mother, right? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Your kids have to go to the best schools. Um, yeah.
1: You, they're just fresh baked goodies. Fresh baked. Every, yes, right. Yeah. You have
0: to be a domestic yeah. goddess, yes.
1: <laughs> obviously, yeah. right?
0: And the, y- if there were eight of you, you couldn't get it done. Mm.
1: You, yeah. You, right. It's yeah. just
0: impossible.
1: Right. And yet I still am impressed when somebody does it, you know, so it's but like you,
0: you don't you kind of see through it, though. Right. Like, sure. Of
1: course. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yes, I'm just you, saying, you are when right.
0: I get right. People
1: do it. There is that moment of like, wow, that's amazing. That's delicious. You made that or right. You know, right, and right. you went off to work. Well, how did you like there is that like admiration. you're still impressed. Right. Yeah. And right. Then it's how like, are oh, they wait, doing it?
0: But, yeah. you know, there, there has to be something behind that. Right.
1: Of course. And and then with my clients, you know, so it's like I get the inside view with my clients. Right, Uh, right, right. Sort of where they're, like, feeling overwhelmed, where they're depleted, where they're disconnecting from themselves. And that's usually, like, that's the cost, right? That is what happens then if people are not able to say no to certain things and pay attention to their energy levels and their needs and sort of what they want to be doing. Then they're giving their lives over to this whole sort of other way. So Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love the way you talk. I just have to say that, <laughs> like huh. uh, watching the uh, the group, right? Yeah, you've got this sort of like I don't know what I want. Well, i was saying like this very calm, like <laughs> great cadence. Oh, uh, maybe that just you. comes through like the doing your work. I guess I don't know, yeah, but, maybe, it's, but you,
1: thank you. It, yeah, it's yeah. just
0: like. I just wanted more. (laughs) So, okay. So let's talk about, okay, let's see here. I've got a couple more things because we're getting close to the end of the show, right? All right. We got about maybe, do you have more time to keep going?
1: I do. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay, good. So let's talk about the importance of discomfort and vulnerability. Oh gosh. Yeah, <laughs> my know. goodness, that's loaded. Well, wow, I just <laughs> read that and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's yeah.
1: huge." <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes back to that story that I shared about that guy, right? Yes. About right. tolerating so I mean, that was an extreme version. You don't always get that kind of that feedback, is a smack in the,
0: in the nose. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think to share some of the stuff that we're afraid to share Yeah, is where transformation lies because those are the places that we haven't strengthened those muscles yet. We haven't let those parts of ourselves out so much, and that's why it's so uncomfortable. Mm. But as we start to do that, then it doesn't have the same, I'm trying to think of, um, like shame, for example, right. And Brene Brown is, you know, so famous. Yeah. About yeah. Talking totally about shame, shame. vulnerability. Right. And, and I think this idea that shame lives in secrecy so that as you kind of bring some things out to the light and let it mm. be out there it doesn't carry the same weight it and it mm. doesn't um take over and run the show in the way yeah, it yeah. does when you're trying to like hide it and hold it and that kind of thing so in my work with other people and watching and being a part of people's transformation, which is an incredible honor to be able to be on that kind of journey with people and to see them take a little bit more risk, whether it's with me or in a group situation. Um, I, I do both groups and then retreats in person and, and virtual groups, but in, Every one of those settings, when somebody starts to say something that they feel afraid to say and when they or that they haven't said before or that they haven't even recognized before and they're starting to put it out there, I inside, well, sometimes I'll say it out loud, too. Mm -hmm. Like we can celebrate that because there is such um courage in doing that and i know that those are the things that are going to start to lead towards transformation those are like the little quiet things that i think people don't even want to look at because there's some fear there what yeah. if if, what if, if, if anyone else knows needs? this yeah then yeah.
0: they'll know i am thoroughly forever a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: yes. So there's that part, right? So yes. that's part. And then there's yeah. the other part of like if somebody knows that I'm dreaming or longing for this thing, mm. maybe they're going to think, "Who does she think she is? Mm. She's never going to get there. That's a ridiculous dream. She who does right. she doesn't have that kind of talent or worth or, you know, whatever it is. All yeah. that stuff can feel so we're putting ourselves at risk for judgment or um, somebody to um, cancel you nowadays.
0: Yes, totally, totally that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I just went through this. So this is like huge, like for group, right? Mm -hmm. So like when you hear another person say the thing that is your deepest shame,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then they say it publicly, not just in group, but like on a podcast, right? Some guy I don't remember who this dude is. I don't know him at all, but he was on Tim yeah. Ferriss's podcast. He uh-huh. wrote this whole book about how he was a sex addict. Uh-huh. So that, uh, talk about therapy. Yeah. So that, his little thing, yeah. his share was like, oh my God, that was my deepest shame, right? Mm-hmm. That I mm-hmm. never thought I could ever tell anybody. He wrote a book about it and then yeah. went on a podcast. That was like,
1: okay, maybe right. I'm not so bad. <laughs> right. Totally that. Yeah. Right. And I know it was saying like, even now, even though I've done this work for almost three decades, um, that still being vulnerable all, is hard for me, it, even I, I, though I I'll get be, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It never gets better. Vulnerable. You're, you're right. still human every day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but it's went, so valuable. Just, you know,
1: totally. And I went right. to a retreat, um, in september uh, in in italy Ooh, with this nice. amazing person named jennifer pastaloff and wow. she does this beautiful job of helping people feel safe to share certain things and i know i shared things that i felt vulnerable sharing but then of course then the outcome i'm saying of course maybe it's not of course but that <laughs> people felt then permission Right. To say similar things. Right. Go similar places. And, and people would come up to me and share how much what I shared resonated for them. And it wasn't just me. I mean, we were all doing it, but it's right. like the power of
0: once you're in that, in that group. Space. Yes. Yeah. Once you're in the group and you know, you're going to be, it's going to be hard, but everybody's doing it, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't that thing now, right? It's like, yeah. if it, it, it suddenly you do feel that permission. I think yeah. that's huge that huge. is so huge so huge it's like yeah that just i mean i've never had such a transformational moment than listening to that podcast you know i was like mm-hmm. okay now i can probably say that that yeah. happened to me too yes. i did that that's okay because he said it already on a podcast right. and not only did that he wrote a book about it i was like oh my god <laughs> Not only did I not want to tell myself, I didn't want to tell another living human being, um, but now it's out there for him, right? Yeah. It must be okay to be human, right?
1: (laughs) And that's why I'm so grateful to people like you who are doing podcasts like this, where there is this human. Conversation about human things that yes. I think is changing the sort of landscape of our world. So there's right. more of that, and people can feel safer about talking about some of these things that, right. you know, like I had done, people might want to hide.
0: Totally. Well, we all have something to hide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that is that's that's a universal about like, you know, it's it, have you ever dealt with people like coming out of recovery? Right. At the recovery people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mean coming out of recovery meaning either in
0: it or, you know, yeah. sort of like uh right yes in the early stages. Anyway. Yes.
1: Yes. So yeah, that
0: yeah. part of like doing the recovery I've noticed um is they kind of try to strip away your filters. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. so when you're in your recovery meetings, you're sharing mm. a lot, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people get to this point where they don't have filters anymore, it, right? It's yeah, like they're doing yeah. that all the time to everybody. It's like, whoa, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> that, We're, yeah, yeah, it can be too much. It then. can be too much, yeah, right? You're, yeah.
0: yeah, you're, you're TMIing people. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to cross the street and buy some Starbucks, <laughs> and you're. You're giving me a lot right. here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I think there's value in being there anyway. I think you just have mm-hmm. to put some filters back on,
1: maybe, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we all need to find our way, right? Right. Like for some people, it's going to be, oh, I've become like a little too vulnerable all over the place. And right, that's- right. Not serving you're bombing me, people, so, right? <laughs> yeah, <and> just realizing <laughs> boundaries, oh, that's not working for me, right? And, right, and making an adjustment. Some people maybe don't care, and then have at it. Like it's up to, it's up to each of us to decide what works for us and what doesn't work for us, regardless of whether it works for the other person. It's on the other person then to set whatever boundary they need to set. Right.
0: Yeah. Feel free to walk away if this person's (laughs) oversharing.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh,
0: That's great. So, okay. Uh, I, I like that thing about that there's nothing wrong with us that this is just part of the human condition. I know that's what we've been talking about. Yeah. But like I, I think we all go through this um that we're like just thoroughly broken. Mm-hmm. And then coming to that conclusion that this is just like I said, there's another PhD uh lady uh, blanking on her name loretta bruning right and she was like so eye-opening for me like life-changing just because yeah. she just says we're all human and humans yeah. all do this right it's yeah. like it's not right. just you jeff everybody's human too <laughs>
1: that's right right <laughs> yeah yeah. but then it makes it so we don't have to personalize it anymore correct because i think that's the right. thing right it's right like, right when we were thinking, oh, what's the matter with me? Why am I behaving in such a way? And then we learn, oh, <laughs> everybody else seems to have either, maybe not the same, because we're certainly, there are differences, but there right. are human reactions that everybody experiences a sense of overwhelm at times. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a sense of feeling unworthy or rejected and and sort of struggling through some of that we all have a tendency to make up narratives about why certain things are happening and so if we can Mm. let go of some of those narratives right and not make us be wrong and flawed and that's the reason these things are happening yeah and see the bigger picture about you know we are animals and we have <laughs> yeah. you know like different, we have energetic
0: needs you know we right. have emotional needs yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. right yeah.
1: so and and that's one of I would say probably that's the most healing thing about group and probably why I love group so much is being able to create uh an environment and container for people a where they space, can have that, sacred that space that, that's right where they can have that experience it, it's nothing warms my heart more than seeing those relationships <laughs> right. form and have the the each have the people support each other, celebrate each other, give right. each other sort of feedback, and connect to each other, and show each other they're not alone. That they right. can really relate to each other.
0: Yeah, no one has a clean slate, but you can keep cleaning your slate. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, yeah. Okay, so this has been awesome. And you're awesome. Uh, We should probably start wrapping up the show. We're getting close to an hour. Um, But I could go on forever because you're amazing. Yeah. Thank you. This
1: has been great for me as well.
0: Right, right. I I think the organicness of the story that we said in the beginning before we started recording, that worked out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Good. So thank you. Thank you
0: for being you. And thank you for um, showing up and sharing. And wow, you know. Just having this conversation is lighting me up. So there's something about you. <laughs> uh,
1: well, thank you, and you as well. Thank you for doing this and and having me here.
0: So talk a little bit about how people can best get in touch with Tanya Cole Les Lesnik 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 Lesnik.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, probably the easiest way for people to connect is to come to my website, which right. is Clear Energetic.
0: Clutter. Clutter. Sorry. I had
1: a brain moment there. Yeah. <laughs> Clear Gotcha. Um would be the easiest way just to remember what my website is. And I have the documentary that you and I touched on Group. on that. So if anybody's yeah. into that. Into learning about that story, I feel very proud of that and love to share. It was that great. With people, it was great. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't and then finish. I, I want to finish
0: now. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh it, it sort of got sucked in. I was like, oh my yeah. goodness, I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: really yeah. good. So well done. Thank you. So yeah. thank you so much. And then
1: much. other ways to connect on my website. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, I know you're on at least Instagram. You're probably on all the so- socials, as everyone has to be. Or as many as you can handle.
1: (laughs) I'm on Instagram and TikTok mostly. Okay, Um, a tiny bit of Facebook, but I'm
0: I'm I'm kind of anti-social now when it comes to social.
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's just got a
0: really icky vibe these days especially twitter it's a lot it's just like it's a lot it's a lot it's almost like i can't handle it you know it's like Mm -hmm. i'll put stuff out but don't don't expect a response ever (laughs) because i just can't look at it um facebook especially there's something Uh about that algorithm that is just not good for my brain it's
1: Mm. (laughs) yeah i hear you yeah 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 Anyway, so.
0: so thank you so much for hanging out with me and uh, and being open and making groups seem like, yes, it's going to be work, but on the sides of the work, you're going to have fun if you hang yeah. out with Tanya. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean I think it scares the hell out of people. Totally. But it's so worth it. And yeah, yeah. I don't think people realize what they will get from it if they give it a chance. Yeah,
0: you know, so, and I think we said that. Yeah. Like like yeah. in the uh once you go through the hard stuff. It's easier to enjoy just the simple pleasures of, you know, yeah. letting that go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And the connections, the genuine totally. connections right. that yeah, form. Yeah.
0: You're never so. going to get, a, you know, a closer friend than someone in a group, you know, yeah. re, like a retreat. Right. Yeah. Those will be sure. lifelong bonds. So
1: yeah, thank you for so. doing
0: that work. Amazing. Thank
1: you. Oh, thank you for saying that. And thank you so much for having me here with you.
0: All right. You have a good one. Talk to you soon.